Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, in today's interview, I'm super excited to announce that we're going to be joined by three-star cornerback and Notre Dame commit, Carson Hobbs. Carson, thank you for coming on today, my guy. I'm super excited to have you on today. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Hey, absolutely. Absolutely. I love to hear that. Now, uh, now, Carson, real quick, before we do start talking about, you know, you ultimately deciding to go, you know, go play for the Fighting Irish, your college recruitment and everything like that. You know, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, where you're from, how you got into football, why you got into football, you know, some little details about yourself. Yep. So um, young kid from Cincinnati, Ohio, been playing football since I was around four years old, you know, joining kindergarten. And, uh, you know, as a kid, I was always, you know, one of the younger guys, but I, I was playing upper grade. You know, I'm still I should be in the grade below right now. But, you know, my parents always wanted me to persevere and challenge to, you know, be the best person I could be, best version of myself. So just growing up, I went through, I can say, I guess just a great experience of grade school football and, uh, you know, playing running back, wide receiver, safety. You know, I was everywhere. So I uh, it, it kind of all, you know, formed me into one day just, you know, being a DB and I can say kind of. You know, ever since I was a little kid, you know, me and my dad, we used to talk about having an ambition and a dream to go to Notre Dame. So, you know, when I got to Moeller High School, obviously, you know, freshman year, I was at wide receiver. And, uh, you know, it wasn't I, I didn't really know what to think anymore. You know, like it was getting a little late and, um, you know, the season and, uh, you know, my head coach told me he was like, hey, you know what, like you're six one, 180 pounds. If you want to go to Division One and you want to play Power Five football, you need to play. To, you need to play corner. And um, yeah. at the time, I gave it some thought, but it was until one moment in practice where our starting senior corner had got hurt, and then the practice after that, they moved me straight to DB. And then I can just say, you know, from then on was history. And uh, it started with me getting my first offer from Marshall. I went to their camp, balled out, had six picks, and then. And went to get an offer from UK. Whoa, UK. Okay. Well, hold up. I don't mean to interrupt you real quick. Hold up. So you said your first camp, you had how many picks? I had six picks. You had six picks. Damn. Yeah. All right. All right. My bad. You keep going. I'm just trying to trying to process that for a second. My bad. You keep going. Uh, uh, my first Marshall camp had six, six picks. And then um, you know, sophomore season. I was a sophomore, so at Moeller, I guess I can say we don't really mm, we don't we don't really play. It's, it's more seniority than anything. So me realizing that I was seeing myself on the field, you know, 75 to 85% of the game, I understood, you know, the potential I had. And this was, I almost can say that it was, it was expected for me to be great. Like, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I was putting all the positions ever since the little kid, you know, being the fastest kid on your football team, not maybe the strongest, but just overall being the best player. So coming to Muller was kind of an eye-opener because you see, like, okay, everybody here is good. So the only way you can get better is just competing with the best of the best. So after that, after I saw myself find time on the field, I'm like, okay, so now I'm moving my way up into the depth chart. And then it went through my sophomore season. You know, how to, it was my okay season, my first year ever in my life playing corner. Um, it was an okay season. I wouldn't say it was my best season. Obviously, not a good this season, but um, that definitely led to opening up some eyes from people. Um, I remember at the I, I don't know, it was um, I think it was the Toledo camp my sophomore year. I ran a four five one, so that got me some eyes when I posted that. And going into my junior season, I think I had no, I was committed to South Carolina actually. So. Leading up to this, I was committed to South Carolina. You know, I'm going to my junior season. I'm thinking, you know, everything's perfect. But at the same time, keep this in the back of your head. 
I'm a Notre Dame fan, so everybody's telling me, like, all right, hey, if I was going to decommit, the only school I would do it for is Notre Dame. There's no other school. So Now, now let me ask and sorry, I'm my bad. I just want to ask you real quick, Carson, because I've also got some Notre Dame ties in my family, too. My uh, my great-grandfather, he actually played for Newt Rockney back then. So it's, it's actually oh, really? kind of yeah, so it's actually kind of funny. But um, but anyway, you know, you're from Cincinnati, right? Yeah. So you know, and I know you probably hear it a lot of the time. You're from Ohio. Normally, you know, most yeah. people are Buckeye fans, right? So for you, you know, yeah. why is Notre Dame so special for you and your family? Well, you know, my dad and my grandparents, ever since I was a kid, they've been huge fans. And going, I, I mean, I still got pictures of going to games as kids, but it it, it was always just. It was not only about the football, but it was really about the tradition. And I feel like, you know, coming together as a family and all of us watching the Irish on Saturdays, it's really not like we had somebody playing there in the family. But I got you. Just, you know what I mean? Just kind of I I grew into it. Like you ask anybody in my family, like it's always going to be go Irish. So, you know, you're growing up and hearing that. But as big as a school as Notre Dame is, it seems unrealistic. But when you get to like high school and you see like, okay, if I work hard enough and I know that I got attention from South Carolina, you know, who knows if Notre Dame could be calling him. My dad told me in the summer, he said, once you come in here, I promise you Notre Dame going to be calling. You know, I, I'm at the, I'm being hard headed and saying, you know, I don't want to hear none of that. They, they not coming to call none of that. And, you know, week three of my uh, junior season, we play St. X and uh, I know, no, we play Trinity. And that weekend, I was at my friend's barbecue. I never forget. And I get that text saying, "Hey, we'd like you to come to the Marshall game, or maybe week two. Week two, we'd like you to come to the Marshall game." And I couldn't go because we played a game that Saturday. Yeah. So they said we come to the Cal game. So when I went to the Cal game, I, I arrive on campus, and I, it, it, I've been there like a lot. But there's a big difference between going there as a visitor and paying for a ticket and going there as a crew and getting to really experience the atmosphere that close to the field. And, man, the, I, I I truly did have one of the most great experiences of my life. You know, when I got the offer, my dad started crying. So, you know what I mean? Like, just getting to go on the field, talk with Coach Mickens, it was truly so unexpected. I, I, I can't express it. Hey, that it means, was so – That's just that'd be, that's just amazing, though. I mean, something that, you know, you – like your dad, you said, I think it was your grandpa, right? Like y'all literally envisioned yep. this. Like, like we dreamed, like they would tell me as a kid, like I would go run around outside playing Tiger football with my neighbor in a Notre Dame jersey. Like I just know they, well, you know, most of my close friends know, but everybody in Cincinnati knows, like I really did it. Like this was my dream. Like this was really one of my biggest dreams was to get a scholarship offer and be able to play football at the University of Notre Dame. So, you know, when they offered it didn't really take much of a, I would just say, hard time to decommit from South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, and no disrespect you know to South I mean? Carolina. Yeah, right, right. So I, I would say the most hard part for me about this was just time. You know, they South Carolina, they're twelve hours away from me. They had put so much effort into me. I felt like because I was the only kid in Cincinnati I know with a South Carolina offer. So the amount out of time and effort they spent on me, I felt like it would be out of my best interest to at least be able to continue a relationship a little longer and just, you know, tell them where I kind of am. But I will say in the last three weeks of the South Carolina process, ever since I went to the Notre Dame visit, the communication was off. It was maybe once every, it was once every Wednesday per week, I was on a group call with all the coaches 
and everybody was texting me every day. But after that Notre Dame visit, I don't remember the next – I don't know if I ever got on a group call with the coaches again. It was more of a, hey, good luck tonight, Carson. Can't wait to see you soon. Maybe every Friday. So so do you, So let me ask you this, Carson. Do you kind of think it was one of those things where it's like, oh, shoot, you know, he just got offered by his dream school. We're probably going to end up losing this guy. Do you think it was kind of like one of those situations? And I, I did, but I don't think I made it like that at the time. I don't. I, I think I did a good job as explaining why I felt like Notre Dame was the best option for me. Yeah. But previously going there, I can't lie. I definitely feel like we sugarcoated a little bit because truly, I, actually, I can't really say that because we were really going there. I just wanted to give my dad the experience of being able to go on the sidelines and meet the coaches of a Notre Dame game. You know, that was one. Of, he told me that was one of the highlights of his life. Like he's dreamed of doing that since he yeah. was a kid. Able to, you know what I mean? So. I felt like after all he's done for me in my life, it was only right to repay him. And you only get to do this recruiting process thing one time in your life. So, you know, being able to see my family and make my dad proud and happy, I felt like it meant more than just, all right, I'm committed to South Carolina, so I'm loyal. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a man, I love to hear that, man. I, lo- I love to you hear know? that. Yeah. It, it, and, so, and, you know, and I'm glad that you kind of shine some light on that, too, because, you know, a lot of kids are, you know, especially scared to decommit. Right. Because it's like, oh, you know, people right. you don't get this like this kind of like stigma on social media where it's like, oh, he's not loyal. He bounces from school, school, yeah. to school. Like there was one there's one recruit that ended up going to Michigan or whatever that originally committed to West Virginia. Pam Calhoun from Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We're, we're, we're actually me and him. We're actually getting into a uh, barbershop talk. It's going to be me. Him, an Ohio State safety commit, and then an Ohio State corner commit. So we're all Man, doing that's a little be, That's got to be awkward, though. A Notre Dame commit, Ohio State commit, and a Michigan commit all in one. Oh, I mean, no, it's like it's crazy because <laughs> with the Ohio State commit, we beat them in the playoffs. And the Michigan commit, they lost in the playoffs to the old school I went to. So we I all gotcha. know each other, and we, we got ties, and we all got connections. So, you I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, so – that's what I was saying about just, you know, after that cow game, you know, it was more of a, okay, why is Notre Dame calling me every day? But I talk to South Carolina maybe once a week. Yeah, that's the school you're and committed to. I, like, yeah. Yeah. So I'm committed to y'all, but y'all don't want to show no more love. But then I got Chad Bowen and Coach Miggins call my phone every day. And you know what I mean? And then I'm on the phone with Coach Golden. He's calling me after my football games, making sure I'm straight. And then with the like the relationships I went through with them, they were talking to me more about like just how I was doing in my life and like really seeing like it was beyond football. So, you know, like talking to them sometimes is like a stress reliever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to go ahead, sit down, talk to the coaches of my dream school about life. You know That's, what I mean? Yeah, so, no, Absolutely. Um, and also, so, Chris, I want to I also want to ask you too a little bit since we're talking about the coaching staff and everything at Notre Dame. You know, obviously beforehand you had Brian Kelly who was there for forever, but you know Marcus Freeman yep. comes in and you know really changes kind of the energy and you know the message you know for Notre Dame. So for you, you know, being a recruit and everything like that, you know, how has your personal relationship been with you know well, Marcus Freeman and the staff? Me um, about the junior day, but you know one thing I like about Marcus Freeman is you know. He is one of the first, you know, black coaches in Notre Dame history. And, you know, just seeing the program becoming more diverse year per year, it's just something that you can't you can't miss out on. You really can't, man. Like, especially seeing everybody come together and seeing the brotherhood in the locker room after we go into upset Clemson. It's just an environment that it truly is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So, 
you know what I mean? With with Coach Freeman, I think he's truly a great guy. And the um the the things he no, I, I wouldn't say that. I would say really the ability that he has to bring such forth success to the program is just incredible. I mean, you can see our recruiting classes in 23 and 22. What are we, number three and number one or number three and number like two or whatever in the country? Absurd. 23 is absurd. Like, I think 20, it's top five it's, still right now. It's still top five. And I know 2024, my class is top five. So what I'm thinking is you see a coach getting all these big time recruits. It's not just because of, you know what I mean? Oh, you know, this is Marcus Freeman. I mean, he's building true, real football relationships with these people. And that's the type of people I want to be around when I go to college. I don't want to go to college and feel like, you know, I'm all alone to myself. I can truly say when I go to Notre Dame, I've had a relationship with these people and these people truly do care about me. You know what I mean? So with our football, I know these coaches always going to have my back. And that's what that's just what I love about them. I think they're great people. Hey, I love to hear that, man, seriously, and especially when it comes, you know, committing to a college for the next four years or, you know, in some cases, almost up to seven years. You know, that, that's the school that you definitely want to be, yeah. you know, feel like you're at home. You know, you don't want to feel like you're an outsider. And, you know, definitely Notre Dame is one of those schools where you really will feel at home. So, you know, now that you're committed to Notre Dame, you know, you don't really have to worry about that no more. You know, what nope. are some things you're looking forward to, you know, the rest of your high school career? You know, obviously, I don't know, is, you, is uh, your junior season done with yet or y'all still in the playoffs? Yeah, uh, we- yeah, state semifinals two years in a row to the man, same team. Man. And uh, we're losing a lot of seniors this year. So, I mean, everybody's saying it's going to be a rebuild year. But, you know, I don't like hearing that. Like, I, I do want to – obviously, it's the ones in the lifetime thing to be able to win a state championship. So, that's my goal for my senior season. I can say um, I'm I'm trying to push – you know, we got a lot of young guys that's going to have to step up this year. So, you know – I guess we'll see where we end up, but I, I do see a lot of potential in this team still. We got a lot of guys with a lot of grit and a lot of heart. And, you know, and for the kids in my class, it's really – it's our last chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I got a whole year to really think and just work on my craft, and that's what I love about all this. I just get to sit and work on my craft. I get to go to the gym every day, get to run indoor, outdoor track, get to train. And, you know, when you're a senior, it's your senior year. I, I can say the pressure is not on you as much as a junior. You know, like midway, you know, I'm not midway, but, you know, when the playoffs started and I committed to Notre Dame, you know, every game, I'm like, I can't let no catches up. I'm the Notre Dame commit. So, you know what I mean? But now I'm a senior and I really feel like I've just improved so much from my sophomore season film to my junior season film, just in man coverage and tackling. I just see a lot of progress, and I, I feel like it's going to be a real big year, senior year. Hey, I got you. I love to hear that. Now, also, let me ask you, too, Carson, you know, in your game and obviously the offseason and everything like that's coming up, and you said you're running track, right? Yep, I run outdoor and indoor. I got you. I got you. So, also, you know, on top of doing track and everything like that, too, you know, what are some aspects of your game that you're wanting to work on, you know, going into your senior year of high school football and also, you know, getting ready for Notre Dame as well? Yeah, so um, I want to work on using my just – hands more of the line of scrimmage i'm really good at playing the catch technique so against a lot of like i i'm a fast guy but against the smaller like quick little receivers i play catch technique with them and i do a pretty good job at it i, I would say that I, I think i do a nice job of being able to you know track their hips wherever they go i move same step same time i can kind of be a magician with that one but i will say i think if i was just a tad bit more aggressive at the line i could just create you know, so much more of an easier job for myself. Because usually 
Um, basically, you know, I like to watch the NFL a lot. I watch Davius White, so I kind of see um, a corner that can play in the nickel. He can play on the outside. He can go to any team's best receiver, but he he uses his feet more than his hands, and I feel like that's that's where I got to this year. And, you know, my first year, I was more of a, I'm going to try to grab you up the line and hope you don't beat me because I'm a young DB. But now this year, I'm more of a technical player, I can say. So I like the fact that I'm doing that. Now this year, I just want to install using my hands at the line of scrimmage and working on my lateral quickness. I think it's real good right now, but, you know, I feel like why not just make it even better, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you'll never be content with where you're at, obviously. Right. Yeah, so I'm just going to try to improve on those things. And I got a really good trainer. I trained with um, one of my my, my main trainers, two tall athletes, Tiller Speed, and then my secondary trainer, when he when he's available, I go to pack, former NFL player Pac-Man Jones. Oh, okay. So you be getting, so you be getting Pac-Man. You be training with Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah, I train with Pac-Man and his kids. So, so let me ask you, too, you know, training with, obviously, a guy that was really good during his time in the NFL. You know, what are some techniques you take away from him? Because he was very uh, talented, even in college, well, too. He's the reason that I made it through my sophomore season. So, I got moved to corner a week before the first game of the year. Dang. A week before. But think about that. I'm a wide receiver in my whole mode football career, and you randomly tell me that I got to go out there and play corner and guard some actually good receivers. So right then and there, it was just like, dang. So the first thing I did, I texted Pac. I said, I've known Pac for a while now. My dad been golfing together for years. but And they do this little thing with this bar up the street and another bar 30 minutes away. They bring him in. He signs autographs and all that. So, you know, him and my dad are real close. But um, I will say this, with Pac-Man, he he got me right within two weeks. He showed me, like, I don't even know how to backpedal, like, fluently at the time. So, yeah, I, I will thank him for all that, just showing me the basis of playing corner. And then, I, you know, as I trained with him a little bit deeper in the offseason, then we were getting into this real technical, watching film on the receivers I'm playing next week or this week. So he was showing me how to watch film. He showed me how to do a lot of stuff. So it's all all appreciated with him. So, um, And then when I trained with my other trainer, Tiller Speed, is really with him, that was what made me the technical corner I was this season. It was the – you know, the footwork drills we was doing. It was the lifting and working out before school and then going again after school. So we did a lot of real technical working on fast feet and trying to get your feet just moving off the ground, get me running off my heels. And, you know, after I would say eight months, the difference I saw was just – it was crazy. So – and then you come into this season and you're like, well, when you train with two great trainers, all you can do is become great off of that. So you know, I got so much improvement. So much respect and much uh, thanks to them. Hey, absolutely. Definitely having, you know, trainers like that, especially at that level. I mean, it's going to escalate you also yeah. to, you know, your top level. Um, you, but, you know, yeah. also want to kind of talk a little bit more about Notre Dame now. And, you know, funny enough, you know, the bowl game for Notre Dame, they just so happen to be playing your former <laughs> <laughs> former school, you're committed yeah, to the Gator Bowl. That's the craziest thing I've truly ever seen. I don't know when the last time they played, but for them to play the same year I decommit is crazy. So I know whatever team wins, I'm going to be hearing some stuff about that. But yeah, um, I'm not really worried about all that. I'm just trying to see the go Irish win. Uh, you know, my dad, this isn't a recruiting game, so they can't get us tickets. But my dad did manage. He managed to um, buy some tickets, so we will be there for that game. 
See, I was just about to ask you if you were planning on going. So, I mean, that's cool. You'll be able to actually go to – I mean, bowl games, obviously, are like one of the best, you know, games to be at environment-wise. And, you know, obviously, you know, South Carolina fans, they're a little bit rowdy too. So, hopefully everything goes okay for you when you do go down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I definitely know that. But <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm – Hey, well, I'm, I'm seriously excited for you, Carson. You know, going to Notre Dame, that's always been kind of one of my personal favorite teams due to, like, actual family ties to it as well. So, but I just have a few more questions for you before we do start to wrap things up. But the, um, the first one I want to ask you is, is and it's kind of back to, like, a football football kind of related question. You know, whether it's NFL, college football, past or present, you know, what player's play style do you feel like you resemble the most and why? Um, I – I used to think it was Jalen Ramsey, but then when I see how he come up and crack running backs, I was like, yeah, I ain't doing all that yet. <laughs> so yeah. I would say I see myself as more of a Denzel Ward or like a Tredavious White. Okay, yeah, definitely, but, definitely. I'm a little taller than them, though, so I'm a little taller. So, uh, hmm, I, actually, almost like a Derek Stingley. I think that's exactly almost like a Derek Stingley, a fast corner. I can cover the best receiver on the field, but I can also come up if you need me to and help with run support. So I would say about a Derrick Stanley. Yeah, that's not bad, man. That's not bad. Those are the bit. I'm not saying I'm on their level in any shape or form. No, 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 no. I know what you mean, but like definitely like play style wise, though. It's definitely, yeah. you know, definitely players you want to look up to for sure. Yeah. Yes. Those are the players I look up to. So watching them and just seeing, you know, their technique and how they do everything just so fluent. Like I, I really was watching. Denzel Ward this offseason and a lot of Shredavious White. I just think that I just wasn't technical enough that season. So when you watch guys and then you show your trainers these certain type of stuff and they already know how to teach you how to get to that level, maybe not to that level, but, you know, improve your craft so you have a chance maybe one day to get to that level. I, I needed that. So watching these pro guys line up against, you know, better wide receivers than I play now, like, you know, you go against guys like Jay Jettas, Biggs, Devontae Adams, you always got to be in your A game. So I like to see how a corner can sit there for 48 minutes. Well, I don't know. That's how long it is in high school. But the NFL takes a little longer than that. But however many minutes it is in the league, and sit there and lock up a receiver and follow him the whole game. You know what I mean? So I truly do believe corner is the hardest position on the field. So you know what I mean? I think I just needed – to kind of watch guys that are already better than me and just learn. Sometimes I just felt like I, I just needed to learn. Hey, it just no, helped. Absolutely. I mean, definitely. And, you know, kind of back to the point where he talks about corner being one of the hardest hardest positions. I agree with you because, you know, when you make a play at corner, you know, that's expected, right? But then when you don't make the play or you get a little bit, you know, crossed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like you're the worst corner on earth. I mean – Right. I, I completely understand what you're talking about. And, you know, me being a TCU fan, I hear it all the dang time because, man, it, it's been a rough past week. I won't lie to you. But. Nah, I don't think – look, 23 – oh, no, that was Kansas State's corner. That was Kansas State. Man, I was man, hey, look, 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 we about to have to fight. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> nah, you good. You guys still – I mean, who you got, Michigan? Yeah, we got, we got, we got Michigan coming up here in about three, know, about three weeks. Man, I would, but ticket right tickets right now, like to sit up with Jesus, they're like four hundred dollars a piece. Really? Yes, I swear to God. Wow. And 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 I'm and I'm from Texas too, like the Fort Worth area too. So I, I mean, it's <laughs> hey, it is it's gonna be a cost at least about two to three grand total just to get over there. 
That's insane. So yeah, yeah I'll be for a moment. I guess so. Will you? Yeah. Ain't no I I'll be sitting on my couch just chilling probably, but no, nah, I mean, dude, I'm seriously excited for you going to Notre Dame, man. I mean, that's that's got to be thrilling knowing you've grown up, you know, going to games, you know, watching the games, all those, you know, Manti Teo days and everything like that. I mean, I mean when I think about it, like, I, I just remember watching, you know, Jalen Smith, but I was here before, I, I was here, like, I remember watching the Sean Kaiser. I, I was here before Ian Book, man. Like, I've been here. <laughs> Those Kaiser days were crazy, though, man. Those Kaiser days were crazy. I love watching Will Fuller, him beat that uh, USC corner on the first play of the game for an 85, I mean, 80-yard touchdown. Like, oh, I, yeah, when Adoree Jackson was on him. Yeah, when Adoree Jackson, you got to think about it. Like, I was at Kings Island inside of the Chicken Shine eating. I'll never, I will never forget this stuff. I never could. Like, it's memories for life. So, and, uh, you know, it's just being able to, you know, go play at a high level of football and do what you love. I, I would just say it's really just a true blessing. And uh, I hope to take full advantage of it and, uh, you know, achieve my next goal is to go to the NFL. So, but first, got to get to college and we got we to gotta ball out. Hey, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, one final question I want to ask you, though, and it's kind of this definitely going to be the most important one. So I'm telling you, do not mess this one up. Um, you know, pregame, right? You're sitting in your locker, got your headphones on, AirPods in, or if you got decent music taste, you got the team aux. You yep. know, what is your go-to pregame hype song and why? Uh, I would say I got so many little dirt songs, but I would probably say mm, "52 Bars Part 2. It's okay, one of his okay. old. It's 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 an old song, but. I don't know. For some reason, it just get me in this mode where it's like I'm trying to run through. Like, I I just want to, I want to hit somebody after I hear that. So <laughs> yeah, hey, I, no, I, I, I know, know exactly what you mean. Me and my friends listen to it in the car still. So it's really when I'm not in football season, it gets it gets you in a mode. I can't explain it. Like, will there be my favorite rapper? When I hear that song come on. Ooh, I go crazy. <laughs> hey, that's that, that's when you get another six, you know, six interception performance, right? Literally. literally. That's crazy. That is crazy, man. But um, Carson, man, seriously, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to come on. And, you know, before we head out, is there anything you want to say? Uh, no, I appreciate you having me on the podcast. And, you know, if you ever need anything, ever need me to do another one of these, just let me know. Man, my guy, my guy. And, you know, for everybody out there that's listening to today's interview, make sure to go show my guy Carson some love. I mean, this dude's arguably going to be one of the top cornerbacks in the 2024 class. I'm going to leave all of his socials down below, all of his links down below. Carson, man, once again, thank you. And I look forward look forward to seeing you rocking that gold helmet here in a few years. Oh, yes, sir. Thank you. All right. I